Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. I just wanted to uh, just remind you that as we're doing this Because It Matters message series, I love our logo because it, it captures so much of what we want to think about. You know, the, on the logo, the it, the I on the T, can be a, a person kneeling before the cross of Christ, that each one of us humbly kneels before the cross of Christ, we confess our sins, and we claim anew that forgiveness that Christ has won for us. The cross matters to each of us. And then we can also celebrate that the mission matters to each of us, that the eye can also look like somebody lifting up their hands in praise, offering up praise to God, looking to God, uh, and that's a reminder to us that what we have experienced at the foot of the cross, we want everybody to experience. The mission matters to each one of us. And today, as we look at Philippians chapter one, what we're gonna celebrate is that if the cross matters to us, and the mission matters to us, then our partnership as a family of God here at the Bridge MKE online, that our partnership matters. So, I'd like to begin with the reading of Philippians chapter one. If you have a Bible handy, I'd encourage you to open it. If you have your uh, uh, Bible app, I'd encourage you to open up to Philippians chapter one. I will read the text uh, in its entirety, and then I will be referencing it again throughout the course of the message. So Philippians chapter one, the Apostle Paul said, wrote, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. And holy people is really the word saints. Uh, as, as a Christian church, we don't wanna lose that word. It's really vital that we understand that in Christ we are saints, perfect people in God's sight. So to all God's saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You know, as I think about the, the New Testament and, and especially the, 
Mediterranean world of Paul's day, this is what I see written across every map of the ancient uh, Mediterranean. Paul's ministry. It's all about all the, the things that Paul did. But as we begin the lesson today, Paul is making clear that this is really not all about his ministry. That this is a partnership. He mentions that he is writing this letter along with Timothy. Later on in the letter, he'll mention two women who are co-workers with him, good friends, Syntyche and Euodia. Tychicus is somebody who, who delivers letters and, and is mentioned. As you read through the, the, the letters of Paul, over and over again, he mentions this, this circle of friends that, that are working together with him. It wasn't Paul's ministry. It was a ministry of partnership. There were so many who were working along with him. The partnership mattered for Paul. And it's not just individuals. The Apostle Paul is writing a prison epistle. So he is in prison in Rome, and he writes three prison letters. He writes to the Ephesians and Colossians earlier in his imprisonment, and near the end of his imprisonment, he writes to the church in Philippi. And in each one of these letters, he talks about the partnership that he enjoys with these congregations, that even though they're separated by a thousand miles, there is this partnership that, that whether he is in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, you know, if he's sitting in the dungeon or if he's standing at the, in the court, courtroom, that they are sharing together with him in his ministry. They are praying for him. He knows that they are praying for him, and he is praying for them. There is this partnership with the congregations. And as I think about the New Testament church, I recognize that, that really the entire New Testament church is a web of interrelationships, that there are so many partnerships that are present there. For example, you know, I, I have connected with Red these letters that Paul wrote, the prison letters, and also a letter that Paul wrote to, from Corinth, to the Christians at Rome to prepare them to be partners with him as he sought to do mission work into Spain. Uh, there are other colors up here to celebrate different aspects of the partnership. The congregation in Antioch sent missionaries, Paul and Silas and Barnabas, some of their own pastors they sent out as missionaries, kind of like what we sent some of our members out. For those of you at the Bridge MKE, we, we sent out some of our members here at the bridge as missionaries to another community. And then there's these green lines. You know, in Paul's letters, he regularly talks about an offering that the, the Greek-speaking congregations were gathering for the poor in Jerusalem. This isn't just about money and helping out the poor. This is about forming and strengthening the partnership that exists between the, the Gentile church and the Jewish Christian church. There is this interlocking partnership all over the Mediterranean world. And that partnership mattered. So, if you want to take a look 
at the, that text again. You know, Paul begins by just reminding the Philippians that they are saints in Christ Jesus, that the cross mattered to each one of them. The cross matters to each one of us because it is at the foot of the cross that we can claim this new identity. I am a saint. No matter how much I have failed my God, no matter how many times I have failed, in Christ God looks at me as a saint, a holy person. The cross of Christ matters. But then he goes on and explains the partnership matters. Look at that verse three. He said, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So the Apostle Paul has this, this confidence that the Holy Spirit that began the good work of faith in the Philippians will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He could have this confidence because the Philippian congregation was interconnected with other congregations. There were fellow Christians there, deacons and overseers and fellow Christians who were not looking out for their own interests but looking out for the interests of each other. And so there is this partnership that could sustain a person in their faith, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Now I wish I could say that every one of us as parents and grandparents, as we think about our kids, our grandkids, our uncle, or our nieces and nephews, that we could have this absolute confidence. I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you. We just had a baptism, little... Uh, Theodore Steinauer was baptized in the 930 service. God began the good work of faith in Theodore's heart through the promise of baptism. The Holy Spirit's working in him. That he who began a good work in Theodore will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Every one of us should have that confidence, but I think many of us as parents, our, our knees knock a little bit. We're a little afraid. Will our children be able to hold on to the faith? I'll admit that we as pastors, uh, we struggle to believe that we can be confident of this, that he who began a good work in our confirmands will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We see the confirmands kneeling before the cross of Christ, saying, I will be faithful even to the point of death, but we see it over and over again that they aren't. What happens? Could it be that there is something lacking in the partnership that makes us afraid for our own kids, that makes our confirmands, so many of our confirmands, targets for Satan's deceptions? You know, this past week, I, I heard a great illustration by one of our, uh, uh, by a professor uh, at a uh, Christian seminary. He was uh, focused on youth ministry, and he said, you know, think about the Christian faith as, as a, a plastic water bottle. You know, and that when you're young, this is your understanding of God. It's, it's a plastic water bottle. It, you know, you know everything you need to know about God. And, and I know that's true because... Uh, my youngest grandson, when he graduated from 4K, was a little surprised that he was coming back to a Christian school for 5K because 
He knew everything that he needed to know, right? So, so we have this, this understanding of God, his love and his power and his care. And, and, and little things happen in our lives. And he said it's like dropping little drops of water in a water bottle. It, it doesn't bother the water bottle. It, it, our understanding of God holds. And then he picked up a chair like what we have here at the bridge. And, and he held that chair over the water bottle. And he said the trouble is things happen in our lives. Crises come. Disasters come the death of a loved one, the death of a relationship, the death of a, a hope or a dream. And, and this disaster doesn't fit into our little understanding of God's love and power and care. And for us to, to hold on to our faith, we have to be willing to, to recognize that understanding of God's love and power and care needs to break, it needs to be expanded. And what happens so often is when young people are trying to deal with this, when, when disasters come into their lives and their little understanding of what God is like suddenly breaks apart, that there aren't partners in ministry around them, friends and family that, that they trust, that they can talk to, and, and, and there's nobody to help them put together an understanding of God that is big enough to hold the disasters that will surely come. Brothers and sisters, the partnership matters. If we want to have this confidence that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, we need fellow Christians who love us and care for us, who are willing to talk with us, who are willing to confront us, who are willing to console us, who are willing to listen to us as we struggle to expand our understanding of God's love and power and wisdom to encompass even the disasters of life. The partnership matters. And that partnership is characterized by love. The Apostle Paul writes, it was right for me to feel this way about you. I, I have this confidence that God will carry it on to completion, that he'll preserve you in your faith uh, until the last day. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul said, there is this marvelous partnership strengthened by mutual love. No matter what Paul was going through, he knew that there were Christians in Philippi who loved and cared about him, and, and he loved and cared about the Philippians. He had them in his heart, and he was united with them in prayer. He said, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. My question for you is, who is in that circle of friends around you? Who are your partners in ministry? Who, who love you and, and, and always have you on their heart and mind? Who are those partners in ministry that are praying for you that, that you would have a better understanding of God's love, that you would grow in depth of knowledge and, and insight so that you can hold on to the confidence that you have in Christ? Who is in that circle of partnership. Because the partnership matters, brothers and sisters. 
And don't take just my word for it. I'd invite you to take the testimony and word of three of our fellow Christians who worship right now at the Bridge MKE. Listen to their testimony and see how the partnership matters to them.
So I would ask you, who is in your circle of partners? Because you heard both from Kevin and Julie and then again from Roland that the partnership, that there, it was people. You know, the Holy Spirit works through God's word, but it is people that, that those connections that allow the Holy Spirit to speak into a person's life. So who are those people that, that are gathered around you? And, and this week we had the, the three and four K singing at uh, the traditional service. Uh, let me tell you, no secret, it was a little bit of a zoo. I mean, <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. But each one of those three and four K kids, they're my kids, right? They're your kids. Because we have this partnership, right? And so, Our whole ministry is about trying to do all that we can so that every child has this circle of Christians around them who love them, who care about them. Teachers, pastors, kids club teachers, friends, uncles, aunts. How can we help so that every child has this, this partnership around them so that God can fulfill that promise that he will keep that child until life everlasting. This is what our ministry is about, building those partnerships. And that's why I am so excited as I think about the vision that God has given us about because it, around because it matters. Now, the vision is really all about helping build more partnerships because we love each other. That's why we're talking about adding on to the school. Why? Because we want more children to experience what it means that the cross matters to them. We want more children to understand the depth of the Savior's love for them. And, and, and maybe you don't have kids in school and you say, well, it, it, it's important. Why? Because we are all part of this partnership we are bound together by mutual love, just like Philipp, the Philippians and Paul were bound together by this mutual love. We care about each other. This is why I'm excited about our building expansion at the, at the church. I can't wait for that day when parents come in to a combined building where, where both worship languages are present. And the first thing that young parents see is we are here to help you build a strong Christian family. They will see the kids club kiosk right across the lobby. Come, we are here to help you grow your child. We want to make more connections with your child so that your child has this spider web of loving connections that can help him or her as they deal with this little part of their Christian faith and big disasters come into their lives. And I have to tell you that I am so thankful as I see the loving partnership that exists between the two worship languages on our campus here at Muskego. 
over and over again, I, I've heard people who, who worship in the traditional lang, worship language, who, who, who love that worship experience, who say, but it is vital for us as a congregation. Part of what makes us special as a family of believers here at St. Paul's is that we have this diversity of worship languages, not only here, but at the Bridge MKE and online. And what can we do to make sure that all of that experience continues? You are not the only ones who are concerned. Your brothers and sisters on the other side of the campus, they love you. You see, this is part of what the partnership is. There's this mutual love. And I'll be honest, I can't wait for that day when our facilities do not say, get out the door. Now, this is a picture of the lobby up at church. You know, there's probably about 500 people with the pre-K singing. You know, let me tell you, when you're standing in the lobby at, at church, when 500 people are behind you, the message is very clear. Get out the door, get out the door, get out the door, because there's people behind you. Wouldn't it be great if we could walk into this large open area, both traditional and bridge, where we intermingle, where we who are partners in faith, right? We have different worship languages, we have different preferences, we're at different stages in life, but where we as partners in faith can express that mutual love that we have for each other, that we build those kind of relationships. I look at this facility and I just, I see spider webs all over. But I don't there. Where'd my spider web go? There was a spider web here before. You see, I don't particularly like walking through spider webs, but I love the idea of a spider web is a great way to think about God's church. You see, there was this spider web of connections between churches and Christians all over the New Testament Mediterranean church. And that's what made it such a strong and vibrant church. The building is not about building. It is a tool that we can use. As we come early, that we linger late, and we build these relationships with each other so that there is no one who faces Satan's temptations alone. When those disasters come into a person's life and their understanding of God's love and care is, is just about ready to burst, that we are there surrounding them in love and helping them grow their understanding of God's love and passion. Because we are united in mutual love and we are united in prayer. You know, we have different worship languages. We, we have, uh, you know, the traditional worship. We're, we're looking at a facility that will allow us to, to worship uh, uh, permanently in the bridge. We have the bridge MKE. You know, we have the school ministry. Satan would love to divide us, but brothers and sisters, we are here to celebrate today that the partnership matters, that the Holy Spirit has worked a, a miracle in us that even though we have so many differences and different opinions, we are united in the same thought. The cross matters, the mission matters, and we are gonna be praying for each other. Pray like the Apostle Paul prayed, where he prayed, Lord, let the Philippians grow in their knowledge of, of 
your love so that they abound in, I can't recite it, got to read it. So that they abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that they may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Let's be praying for each other, united in prayer, as we get to know each other, as we hear each other's hurts, let us be united in prayer that, that we are praying, Lord, strengthen each other, strengthen the faith of my brothers and sisters in Christ so that they are preserved unto the last day, so that they can discern what is good and right, and then also so that they can be fruitful. Because you see, we are united also in mission. You know, the Apostle Paul, later in this same letter, writes to the Philippians, not one church shared or partnered with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. You know, most of Paul's ministry was all about saying to Christian congregations, no thanks, I don't want anything. It wasn't that Paul didn't deserve support. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus said, the worker is worthy of his hire. But Paul recognized that in that culture, if he took support from so many of these churches, they would begin to think that they had him in his pocket, that somehow he was doing that just to, to curry their favor. And he, he wanted to make sure that they understood he was preaching the gospel willingly and that it came to them without cost. Because the cross mattered to Paul and, and he wanted Nothing to hinder that message of the cross. But the Philippians, he said, ah, my dear brother Philippians, I know you and you know me. And we can talk more openly about things that, that, that maybe we can't talk about with other people because you know people don't like to talk about money. Ah, but brothers and sisters, you're, you're my partners at Philippi, and, and I know that I can receive gifts from you, and I have received gifts from you, because you've got the right mindset. Because it's not really about the money, it's about the partnership. And that's my prayer for each of us too. That you may be able to discern what is best, and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Ultimately, our most important prayer is, Lord, preserve each other, preserve my brothers and sisters, my partners in ministry and the faith. I want us all to be together in heaven someday. And then be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. That you and I are praying, Lord, work a miracle in each of our hearts, that we are filled with the fruit of righteousness in ways that, that, that we couldn't possibly imagine. Not because it's, it's about us, or about St. Paul's. And every once in a while, somebody will say, oh, you just want to build this, this magnificent building because you want St. Paul's to be so big and so great. Ah, brothers and sisters, it's about Jesus. It's about his cross. It's about his mission. 
And I'm praying for every one of you that, that each one of us takes that next step, not only in Christian living, but in Christian giving. That wherever you are on that Christian giving ladder, you go, Lord, what would it take for me to take that next step? To go from initial to consistent to intentional to surrendered. And maybe you're at that step where you go, Lord, I, I want to be a legacy giver. I want to I give the biggest gift that I've ever given because the cross and the mission matter. That you might be filled with the fruit of righteousness, not to our glory and praise, but as Paul said, to the praise and glory of God that his mission is accomplished, that his will is done. And with that, I'd ask you to please stand and let's pray. Lord Jesus, you've done some amazing things. Every miracle that we read in the, the Gospels, amazing. But then as, as we look at our own lives, we have to say, amazing, you brought me to faith. And then as we look at our partners in ministry and we see so many Gospel victories around us, we just said, Lord, that's amazing. As we look back at, at the history of our congregation and see how often, over and over again, these partners in ministry who, who never knew us step forward at their time to give generously so that we are beneficiaries of their generosity. It is amazing what you have done. It's amazing what you've done through us over the last few years. And I believe it will be amazing what you do through us in the years to come. And so we ask, Lord, hear our prayers for each other because we're partners here. Hear our prayers because we are partners with you in the most important task of all. Work in each of us so that we are your children for now in eternity. Work in each of us so that our our words and our actions give glory and honor to you. Work in each of us that we might be filled with the fruit of righteousness, that, that the generosity that you work in us will lead generations to come to say, oh, we have such an amazing God. As we look back and see what God did at this time through his people. Lord, it's not too much for you. So we could just keep our eyes focused on you and ask you to do some miraculous things in each of our hearts. And Jesus, in your name we also pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. And we say...
Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.